0: Hello, and welcome to the Integrated Business Planning Experience, a podcast where supply chain solution practitioners and thought leaders from business and industry who have been there and done it come together to share insights and advice on all things SAP Integrated Business Planning, or IBP. I'm your host, John Wilson, and I have the pleasure of guiding you through some fascinating conversations about how to unlock the secrets of IBP and how it can help your business. Whether you're just starting out with your training wheels like me, or as comfortable as a MotoGP rider taking a corner, there will be something here for everyone. Now, this episode is part of our second season, and we'd like to thank all the listeners who tuned into season one. If you're new to the podcast, then please feel free to dig back into our archives and enjoy the 11 amazing episodes from season one. And for those who have listened to season one, you'll notice that I'm taking over the hosting duties from Jonathan Fogarty, who leaves very big, positively clown-sized shoes to fill. And as a man who combines the global recognition of Ronald McDonald, the popularity of Krusty, and the it appeal of Pennywise, Jonathan's definitely a tough act to follow, but I'll do my best. Now, each episode, will have some amazing guests to hear real-world use cases of how business is doing integrated planning. Fortunately, I'm not here alone, but I'm on a learning journey guided by the wonderful Mr. Mark Golly, a veritable McDoohan and absolute legend of the IBB community. Welcome, Mark.
1: Hi, John. How are you doing? And love the intro, and um, I think that I'm more crusty the clown than you are, So, but um, we'll save that discussion for another day. I'm absolutely delighted
0: to be here. Fantastic to have you back for season two. Now, there may be some people who are new to the podcast and who haven't had the benefit of your wisdom and instruction over past episodes. So perhaps for those people, uh, could you give us a short summary of of your role and the wonderful IBP world that we're proud to be part of?
1: yeah again thanks john listen I, I i term myself as a bit of an um, sap IVP tragic um as i mentioned to uh, to everyone a little bit before and if you'd listened to season one you would um, um uh, substantiate that claim i guess my passion is actually to um, and i'm very driven to actually help others with process effectiveness and efficiency By leveraging SAP IVP um, to deliver business value and insights. So, and to help um, customers and to help um, new businesses, maybe perhaps early on in their journey, uh, to actually avoid some of the pitfalls. And I think um, in season one, we we tried to do that. And again, in season two, um, looking at it from an industry uh, lens um, with our partners that we're going to talk to, um, I think that we can absolutely help deliver um, business value and insights. So that's what my passion is. That's what I'm here to help with.
0: Absolutely fantastic. Now, you mentioned those those business insights from industry, and for this episode, we are joined by a very special guest, Cornelia Boonstra, from the Australian Nuclear Science and Technology Organization, or, or ANSTO. Cornelia, hello and welcome.
2: Hi, thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here.
0: Fantastic to have you here. Now, Cornelia, um, perhaps to start with, are you able to give us a little bit of insight into how you became involved with integrated business planning and, and a bit of your background?
2: Absolutely. So um, I've worked in integrated business planning for a long part of my career. I won't say how long, it might give away my age, but um, I've worked at ANSTO for 10 years now um, in the finance and planning team and taken them from almost the start of their IBP journey up until today. And prior to that, I've worked in finance and planning for large commercial companies around the globe, such as Foster's and Treasury Wines here in Australia and, and Canon in Amsterdam. And I love unlocking hidden value for companies. It's, that's what is so exciting for me.
0: Well, unlocking uh, hidden value at, at organisations like Foster's and, and Treasury Wine certainly must be a, a fun part of the job. But welcome, and uh, and, and also welcome uh, to to Ansto for their first participation in this podcast series. Now, of course, many of our listeners, you know, certainly those who are who are based in Australia, they may be familiar with uh, the name Ansto. I mean, you are one of Australia's largest public research organisations. But I suspect that even for those who know the name, there are many who maybe don't understand all the different things that that ANSTO does. Maybe uh, Cornelia, could you tell us a little bit about ANSTO, the organisation, and the types of activities uh, that you get involved in?
2: Absolutely. And so Safely operates Australia's only nuclear reactor. It's a multi-purpose research reactor that is one of the most productive in the world. We operate for 300 days of the year, which is more than the, most of the reactors around the world. We use advanced nuclear techniques to provide innovative solutions to some of the most challenging issues facing Australia in human health the environment advanced manufacturing defence and national security but more than that ansto is a leading supplier of nuclear medicines in australia the ansto opal reactor and its manufacturing facilities supplies 80% of australia's nuclear medicine needs for its use in diagnosis and treatment of diseases including cancer which I think is the most exciting and rewarding part of Ansto.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely. certainly uh, an absolutely essential part of uh, of, of the medical uh, industry here, and I think you know, there's a lot of research, a lot of uh, equipment that you uh, that you look after on on behalf of uh, of the Australian public, and and it's uh, you know fantastic that you know that Ansto is also at the forefront of of some of the you know the international research as well, but. How does this relate to to planning and and integrated business planning in particular? Are there specific uh, planning challenges that are unique to the the business and and the area that you work in?
2: Absolutely. Well, there's lots of challenges, and we like to think of ourselves as unique in in a lot of aspects. But the most obvious one is the product itself. Because it's a nuclear product, it has a half-life And having a half-life basically means that it disappears. So it's like having uh, a bucket with a hole in it. Our Technetium 99, which is our generators, which is our flagship product, it has a six-hour half-life. That means in six hours' time, you have half of the product that you did have. So... The manufacturing process and the planning process almost has to be done in reverse because you have to start with how much does the patient need at the time of their planned appointment all the way back to how long does your process take. So how much you need to have in the bucket so that by the time it runs out and you get to the customer, you have enough. So it's a very unique way and a precise way you have to plan because also at the end of it, you've got customers, uh, you have patients that have been uh, getting ready for their procedure. Sometimes they might have to not eat or, or other ways that they've got to prepare. And they've, some, some are regional customers that may have travelled in to uh, a major centre for their treatment um, or for their scan. So it's, it's very important that they have that, the right dosage there at the right time.
0: Wow. With a, with a half-life that fast, you would certainly have to plan at MotoGP speeds in order to keep up, I think. Exactly. So, Mark, I mean, this is, I mean, quite a unique sort of industry, but perhaps, you know, does this relate to planning challenges we see in other industries? Perhaps some of the fast-moving consumer goods that uh, that also have similar challenges, perhaps?
1: Yeah, it certainly does, um, John, and um, I'm just in awe of what um, Stowe are doing, particularly in terms of their nuclear medicine, and uh, thank them for their um, contribution to the um, Australian medical industry um, um, and the um, health and well-being of Australians, and they do an awesome job. But it really takes planning with shelf life to a whole new level, doesn't it? Um, um, Half lives and, and things like that. So, but seriously, um, for discrete industries um, and CPG indus- discrete industries that operate in the CPG space, for example, um, that deal in short shelf life and or hazardous materials, right? This is um, that that speed um, and that shelf life piece is um, is a common phenomenon. And I think what is really important, and what I see, is the need to have an unrelenting focus on process of your IBP um, um, cycle, and that process maturity of both the tactical um, and the strategic horizon. And I imagine Cornelia, with them, um, the the React being um, um, up for 300 days a year. Um, careful planning goes into what is required for those downtimes, so that you can maintain that um, effectiveness and efficiency. Um, to continue to supply the radioactive needs um, of Australians. Um, so having process maturity in both the tactical and strategic horizons and having a purpose in both horizons, to me, and what I see is it increases the visibility and transparency in the decision-making ability in two main areas, right? And the short-term, um, which is all about maximising the customer experience, Exactly what um Cornelia was saying is about making sure that patients who have um, concerns and worries and um, other medical issues on their minds, um making sure that their experience um, is is a complete one, right and that they're not left and um, with that with that concern, um from the medical imaging perspective and the medium to long term to ensure that the strategy, the risks and the opportunities, um, around um, that um, um, are actually um, understood and managed accordingly. So I do see it and I do hear about it, um, but uh, yeah, certainly it is a pro- for me. It's about the unrelenting process from the tactical um, and maturity around the tactical and strategic uh, perspective um, that is setting I think still up for success and. Um, is replicated in other discrete um, industries around um, around Australia and around the globe.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to so pick I, up on that, that word process that you know, that you an unrelenting process that you talked about there, Mark. So Cornelia, I understand that Ansto you you engaged with Oliver White really to look at how you matured your integrated business planning process. So that you could, you know, try and bring you know some order to the, you know, this this inherent volatility that that you have in your business and to be able to, I guess, you know, use data to drive, you know, some of those decisions. What what triggered that change and that that need to focus on on the process and and what did that bring in out in the ANSTO organization? So the the
2: ANSTO wanted to have integrated business planning and Oliver White, we decided, was best place to help us with that journey. So we started the journey back in 2012 and really it was to align the business units. There was an environment where the finance team had their own set of numbers, operations had a different set of numbers, and the groups didn't even talk to each other, let alone plan together. So as a very basic win, we needed to have one set of numbers. Um, And that was achieved very quickly with the process in the rollout. So I can confidently say for a long time we've had one set of numbers. But once we matured and embedded the journey, we were able to identify opportunities and be able to have the confidence to invest in them and capitalise on them.
0: Excellent.
1: A great outcome. Yeah. Yeah
2: absolutely so uh, an example of that that we had is i don't know if you've seen in the news where there was a source that was lost in the middle of nowhere in australia there a very was very and,
0: small pellet apparently
2: yeah very small one and 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 it, it had gone on the journey you know it was a 1200 kilometer journey or something that this had been on and we didn't know how we were going to find it and so They called in ANSTO and we have this product that was identified from our science many years ago as part of this process that this is something that could could help Uh, globally and Australia's identify where there's radioactive materials. So we set on this journey to create a product. The product was commercialised and created a business. Uh, The business is up and running. So when we had this issue in Australia, ANSTO were able to confidently react with this amazing product that scans an area and can tell you where any nuclear, any radiation is in the area um, and they were able to put it in the back of a car, drive at 70 kilometres an hour and literally find a needle in a haystack and something, an opportunity and that outcome was driven by our ability to be integrated and see those opportunities and bring them to life. What
1: an awesome use case.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's such an amazing story. So not only is ANSTO producing medications to keep you know Australians and, and New Zealanders and uh, internationally uh, people healthy, but you're also developing products that keep us safe and can yeah. help to uh, you know protect the environment and and uh, and limit you know any any environmental damage that might come from from accidents like this. So that Thank is you. just tremendous. Absolutely. So, Mark, coming back to you, I mean, in in, in good German fashion, we, SAP, you know, good German company, we we have an integrated business planning product that carries Mm -hmm. exactly the same name as the process that it's meant to support. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's probably people out there wondering, well, hey, do I have to have a fully mature, you know, Oliver White integrated business planning process in place before I start thinking about the technology that supports that process, like SAP IBP?
1: Yeah, great question, John, and the answer for me is actually no, um, you don't. I think very clearly uh, process leads technology, um, uh, but as the process evolves, the tool needs to support that evolution. Um, So um, process first, and then using the IBP tool as an enabler to that process, and this is exactly what Cornelia was talking about from an Ensto perspective as well. So, a couple of points for me is that um, you need to start with the process end in, in mind, right? And in Cornelia's and Ensto's um, case, um, one set of numbers to align behind them all to allow capital, to allow innovation, like um, the example Cornelia just shared with us, um, um is the is their north star, I guess. And then from a technical perspective, you don't actually have to boil the ocean um, all at once. So you can start small, very effectively, deliver against the value expected from that parcel of work, right? And then from a process and technology perspective, continue to evolve from there. So for me, the clear answer is no, you don't have to um, um, bite off more than the business is ready to as the process continues to evolve the technology evolves with it.
0: Yeah, I love that that thought that you know that I mean really you know the technology and the process need to work together to Absolutely to achieve, to increase that that maturity and that, you know, you, you can't really do one with, without the other. I mean, if we go back to that MotoGP example, right, you, you're you not going to, the first bike you ride is not going to be a super bike, right? You need to start with a, a bike that that meets your, your level of maturity, your level of skill, and then over time, you can, uh, as you improve, as your process improves, the technology can improve with you
1: yeah absolutely and it's a perfect example um i often use the example also that um, um and when you start your ivp journey you learner plate um you're on your learner plates with a um, high performance vehicle right and as your process matures um so does your ability to use the bells and whistles within that high performance vehicle and so when your process is at a stage whereas it's operating um, at a standard that um, the Insto is 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 heading towards or has achieved, right? Then you are in full control of your high performance vehicle, your 500 cc motorbike, um, um, GP motorcycle kind of thing, and you are getting maximum value out of it.
0: Yeah, oh, fantastic. So Cornelia, then, I mean, you know, once you started your process with Oliver Wyatt around around the business process. You then decided to uh, to adopt SAP integrated business planning to support that process. What what was the compelling reason for Ansto to invest in in the SAP application?
2: So Mike is absolutely right where he says that you don't have to do it all at once. And at Ansto, we actually were on a journey where we started with just the businesses side of that first then brought on the research and we've actually because we have a very restricted workforce that's been a good journey for us to do it a little bit at a time and so uh, about two years ago we implemented sap ibp so as i've just talked about our importance of nuclear medicine and how important it is for so many australians we were running all of that planning from one excel spreadsheet we didn't have the ability to have actual sales data with, without having the finance team work days on telling us. If we wanted customer detail or SKU detail, the finance team had it to dedicate two days and then take us through all the information. There wasn't enough granularity in our forecast. If we ever had a forecast variance, it was it was at the very top level. We had no idea why we were out. We kind of took guesses. Oh, we probably had five Sundays this month, or we had Easter this month, that was probably that. Um, And there really wasn't much more insight we could get from it because it was just in one spreadsheet. Um, And from the Oliver White training we were having, we did constant check-ins. So we knew for us to go to the next level of forecasting, we needed to lay the foundations for statistical and predictive forecasting. And so without a product like SAP IBP, uh, we couldn't get to that next level.
0: So it sounds like there were a a few pain points that you really needed to address, you know, and that the technology helped you address. Do you want to expand a little bit on on some of the pain points that, you know, that SAP IBP has actually helped uh, ANSTO to address?
2: Absolutely, because it helped me personally because over time I took that very simple spreadsheet and built it into a mammoth of a spreadsheet to try and get better visibility. So we had this one forecasting book that had – 20 tabs um that required manual updating from master data it was only myself that could drive it um so it left ansto totally exposed that in the event come on that i won the lottery um that their forecasting would have just fallen over luckily for them i kept forgetting to buy a ticket so it was all good but
0: (laughs) didn't didn't have time probably i didn't have time exactly
2: trying to keep this spreadsheet going was more than a full-time job it was it was so time consuming and so open to errors um because it had so many things in the background just one cell um could have caused a huge error, but um, we just had to move to something else. It wasn't sustainable, and I was still spending all of my time just data crunching, and there was no insights I could get.
0: Yeah, yeah I think Mark, you know, this—it's probably not unusual to to, a, uh, to hear this, this kind of story, ideas. right? You yeah, know, is this—is this what you hear from from others? You know, uh, in in your network?
1: Yeah, every day. Um, very similar you know time poor subject to error um, the biggest pain point I hear consistently is, is exactly as Cornelia is saying is that the lack of agility and transparency and insights can actually drive um, agile decision making right um, because all of uh, all of Cornelia's time is spent actually maintaining a, um, uh, was maintaining a spreadsheet right and so um, the business could have been missing opportunities to grow opportunities to um, um increase revenue opportunities to capitalize on innovation and, and things like that so transparency is as apps and agility to make um, quick decisions is um is a massive pain point that i hear consistently and daily the other two big pain points i hear about all the time in my network is that um uh, uh, data right i had two conversations yesterday with two different businesses in two different industries right who have told me that you know the insights that they get out of um out of their planning systems whether they be IVP or whether they not the IVP, um are being hamstrung by data quality issues right so having data-driven inaccuracies um, leading to inaccuracy in unrealistic plans and inaccurate plans and um, plans that aren't believable, right? Causes people then to actually question the um, the actual tool itself, right? And, and, and put in different ways of working, um, which decreases the productivity benefits and the data and quality insights. So I think, um, what I think the biggest uh, piece I hear about that is about the data-driven inaccuracies, um, as well as the, the transparency, and then probably the last one, last big pain point um, I hear from I guess IVP practitioners um, is that um, you have your top-down. There's a there continues to be um, a disconnect uh, between the top-down um, executive-led um, Um, project and the um, bottom-up piece where the practitioners are actually taking into account all your inputs um, and using uh, statistical analysis and predictive forecasting and all that kind of stuff to actually come up with what is a realistic plan and that disconnect. And that um, obviously dampens down slows down the effectiveness um, of the process and of the technology in terms of the identification of risks and opportunities. So I'm sure Cornelia is sitting back going, yep, been there, done that to all of those right, um, kind of thing. So um, um, they're the the three common things that I'm hearing, transparency and, and, and slowing down agility and ability to capitalize on insights.
2: Exactly, hard
1: driven inaccuracies um, and the resultant believability in the plan, right, and the disconnect between a top-down view and a bottom-up view, and the potential missing of risks and opportunities to capitalise on.
0: Yeah, so so Cornelia, then once you had you know that integrated business planning tool in place, and you were able to take a, a step back from you know. Spending all that time collecting and manipulating data, and instead we're actually able to spend some time, you know, looking at the insights, you know, the information that that data uh, has about the reality of of planning and operations in your business. I mean, what 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 did you discover? What what did you find?
2: Well, we actually saw a lot in a very quick. Space of time. Once we were able to see actual sales data combined with our detailed forecast, we could now see region trends, customer trends, and production trends. We were able to see some examples of where competition had opened up in a region and what the customer reaction to that was, um, both in transferring to the competition and coming back from the competition. We were able to see. We're also able to see that we were importing much more than we had planned and much more than we thought. We really thought that we were only importing um during planned shutdowns but we were able to see very quickly once we could pull up our actual imports with our planned imports hold on a minute we're planning to only import during our planned shutdowns but we can see that we've imported much more than that we and so we were able to go back and have a look at the reasons for that
1: yeah, what a great outcome <laughs> <laughs> i
0: mean right. i think that. It's often one of the things, isn't it, that, you know, that you uncover all of these things that were kind of hidden before by, you know, that you just had work that you were doing, but you you couldn't actually see these insights. And, yeah, no, it's really fascinating. Uh, But with these insights now at, at your fingertips, did that change the way that then ANSTO approached planning? You know, did was there a change in the way that maybe the the internal stakeholders within ANSTO then approached the integrating business planning process? Going back to what we we're talking about before, with the relationship between the process and the technology.
2: Absolutely, uh, and we're still on the journey, but I would say that it's. It's, it's giving us more confidence, it's giving us more trust and as a consequence people are spending more time planning. The system has allowed us to confidently challenge planning assumptions whereas before we were kind of a little bit sheepish which is I think this might be happening, but for me to prove it to you, it would take too much time. And we weren't really confident. Whereas now we can say, and, and I and I was confident in the previous example to say, when I was challenged by the operation saying that's absolutely not true, my team has told me that's absolutely not true. And I was able to say, here is the proof that you have imported every month. Um and so and as a consequence that team has more trust in our information and more trust in our insights and with limited resource uh, are willing to put resource to investigate that. Um, which has been so important for us. And, and previously I had been told by members of the supply team that they didn't even look at our forecast and they said, look, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but that means nothing to us and we ignore it. Whereas today I am chased by operations teams saying, we have our procurement contracts coming up for this, for this product or this product, I need you to give me the forward forecast. Um, so to me, it's been an absolute game changer from that perspective.
0: What an amazing turnaround from, yeah. from not even looking at the data that was being provided to now chasing you to get that data to inform the decisions that they're making. that's That's an amazing, uh, amazing story. so so, Mark, I mean, you know, with organizations kind of transforming like this, I mean, do we see you know this kind of change typically happening where, you know, business conversations that perhaps were difficult to have before are now being, you know, informed by the the integrated business planning data, and then you know, this is actually then resulting in you know a better conversation, uh, better planning, you know, and and you're using that information to drive more efficient operations. Is this is this common, or is this unusual, and just for Ansto?
1: I would say that Ansto is is a an awesome use case right um but it is a the target that everyone should be targeting so cornelia when you were talking about the example around the imports versus what the plan was and only meant to be when um the 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 reactor was down and all that kind of stuff by you providing that data and insights it probably is driven not only that an analytic insight as to um disprove that assumption right but it's also probably i would imagine have a massive financial impact on the business uh, by actually um, with that awareness to actually then say well we actually don't need that we can actually do it ourselves kind of thing so i would imagine that the, you're having those kind of conversations and those data and insights are actually translating into a greater commercial outcome for the business as well and that is the perfect scenario, right? Where you're seeing those data and analytics um, built on good process, with clear roles and responsibilities and accountabilities, and leveraging the SAP IBP capability, along with clear risks and opportunities to not only have the visibility, transparency, and agility to use it as a um, um, as as a cornerstone in the way that you actually run plan and execute their business. So does it drive more healthy business conversations, better planning and more efficient operations? And so is a great, um, great use case to actually say yes it can
0: and yes it does. Right? Yeah. So Cornelia, you've you've shared some of the positive outcomes that you know that you've already achieved by you know bringing together your, your integrated business planning process together with SAP integrated business planning technology. Are there other outcomes that, that ANSTO has managed to achieve through this, this combination of, of process and technology?
2: Absolutely. Well, giving more details of the previous example and touching on what Mark had said, which is all credit to the, the supply leadership team, that once they were presented with that data, they put focus on it, they put resource on it and last year 40 percent of our product of, of of the products we sold 40 percent of it was imported and this year one year later they have reduced that down to 18 percent this is over one million dollars of savings for ansto so it's a huge impact and an immediate impact for us and one that we will repeat hopefully Every year going forward, and improve on and improve on. That's a KPI. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations.
2: Yeah, and it's a KPI that we set ourselves, and as part of the the I White process, we check in on it. What is our our import cost? Is it against planned? Um, it it was an immediate benefit and a fantastic one for for our for us. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Look, Cornelia, thank you so much for for sharing um, Ansto's story and the, and the great outcomes that you and the team have uh, have achieved. Um, if if I can ask, you know, kind of as a, a final question, uh, are you able to share kind of what's next? What are you what are you looking at now for Ansto and uh, and integrated business planning?
2: Well, we're always on a continuous improvement journey. Um, For me personally, I would love, um, now that people are more invested, uh, interested in planning, to give them the tools to continue to drive that interest, I would like to keep building on our visualisations and our ability to drill down so when people have a thought, it's at their fingertips that they can go and, and get the data to back up um, their hypothesis or what they might have about planning and and continue to drive people's interest in in the data space, which which is I personally love and would love more people to do it. um and enhance our predictable forecasting to to reduce the work layer workload on manual forecasting, get our statistic because we we haven't had it for very long, so we didn't have a lot of history. um so it would be good to continually enhance that capability, give us more efficiencies in the business
0: absolutely brilliant so thank you cornelia and i guess mark as we as we round the final corner touch our knee to the ground and head for the checkered flag are there any last words or insights that you'd like to share
1: first and foremost let's hope we don't have a blow out all right so <laughs> um Congratulations to ANSTO and congratulations to Cornelia and the team for what they're doing. It's not just about um, the nuclear science but it's actually changing the way that they operate um, in terms of process effectiveness and efficiency um, and by leveraging the uh, technology to actually enable that to happen. Yeah. I think for me having an aligned process enabled by supporting technology puts not only INSTO but um, organisations right at the forefront of things like innovation right, and providing solutions that can be actually um, commercialized and utilized and globally. Right. Um, data and analytics, it continues to drive good decisions um, with process awareness and discipline, and is clearly paying off um, for the INSTOT um, uh, team. And, and again, a huge congratulations to them um, on that i'm personally really excited to actually see um where cornelia and the ansto team take um, the sap ivp and leverage that to support their process and i would encourage them to continue to be bold and be courageous in that and so um yeah uh, what an amazing um um conversation
0: we've just had so
1: that's
0: what what fantastic words to to go out on um (laughs) So look, thank you again uh, to Cornelia Bunster from, from ANSTO. Thank you for sharing this, this fantastic story. And of course to Mark Golly, our, our resident IVP tragic uh, and, and thought leader for, for being with us again. That brings us to the end of, of another episode of the Integrated Business Planning and Experience podcast. Um, We hope to be back soon with, uh, with more great stories to share, more great insights, and we hope you'll join us soon. Thank you.